so many homes get demolished for the sake of rebuilding or redeveloping. As the world becomes more environmentally conscious, you have to think there has to be a better way to demolish houses than to put it all in landfill. Today, we discuss how we can think outside the square to save money, save materials, and save the planet by demolishing with purpose to repurpose. Welcome to Real Estate Right, where we talk to top experts on how to buy, sell, rent, and invest right. Your hosts are Grant Kennedy and Sue Langeter. Real Estate Right is here to help you get your real estate right. And we can only do this if you subscribe and listen to our episodes. Show the world that you've got onto a good thing by liking us on Facebook or Instagram, but more so listen, comment, and give us reviews wherever you can. You can also help us by donating through our Podbean Patreon site to keep us going. And for all our loyal listeners, thanks for being part of our journey. We hope we can create more great episodes each week to keep you informed. Tanya Bell is an award-winning interior designer and decorator, design writer, mentor, and business owner. With over 16 years experience in the design industry, Tanya has seen it all and is able to use her knowledge and experience to design and decorate any type of home from the ultra modern to the fun and retro, including her own 1970s home. She's fully renovated with her builder husband. Tanya has a unique way of connecting with her clients from the outset to quickly identify their vision and turn it into reality. She creates homes that make her clients' hearts sing. Welcome, Tanya. Yay! Thank you, Sue. Nice to be here. That's good. Thanks for coming. Today we are without Grant, unfortunately, so it's just us, Tanya. So tell me, where did you get your passion for design and repurposing from? Well, I think it comes from my childhood, like a lot of things. Um, we, well, I grew up with uh, a very entre- entrepreneurial father and he had his own welding and engineering business and he was always tinkering and fiddling with steel and making things and, you know, using old bits and creating stuff. Um, so he he probably instilled a lot of that that in me and I think even his mother I spent a lot of time with my grandma growing up and she lived out in launching place in a rural area and she was a little bit the same she used to use old pieces of material and and hand sew um, things and make things out of old scraps of of material so I think really it's from my my heritage um, that I've you know, destined to be in design and colour and and also, yeah, with that bit of a recycling and reusing bent. Yes. Look, I, I must admit I do like a bit of recycling of, of things, which is, um, yeah, it's it's good to be in that state of mind, I think. I think the world needs it. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So, okay, when getting getting back into the podcast of the the, the nitty gritty of the questions, um, when you buy a house for the land, what should we be looking for in terms of things we can salvage to then either repurpose into the new build or on sale? Well, certainly a lot of products can be reused and recycled and I think a lot of people don't always realise that. So things like external doors, yeah. floorboards, yeah. Uh, your kitchen, so any joinery in your kitchen, 
bricks and roof tiles, so external uh, materials, timber windows and even aluminium mm -hmm. or steel, uh, beautiful stained glass in windows that you know in an older style home and more uh, Art Deco or um, California bungalows, and even light fittings and fixtures yeah. that they can be recycled, mantelpieces, um, fire surrounds, things like that. Yeah. There's actually quite a lot that can be done, can't Yeah, that can be. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think a creative mind would, would see, oh, wow, I could use that fireplace mantle um, in my new build. Like that would work really well. Yes. Um, because, you know, people love their gas fireplaces rather than the old traditional fireplaces these days or, or even just yes. bringing, you know, a bit of an eclectic feel with different door handles or things like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So what sort of percentage of home sites can be repurposed or recycled when demolishing the home? Look, I think, I reckon around roughly 40%. Yeah. It's, you know, there's some materials that can't be recycled or reused. But yeah, a good percentage um, can be, yeah. yeah. So when uh, we get a, a, demol a demolition company in to, uh, to demolish a house, do we get to keep the items that we believe are salvageable or the, do the demolishing companies take them? Well, most of them do take them away, mm. but you have, you have actually got the option of negotiating with them before you have your house demolished. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can tell them, earmark some pieces that you want them to put aside and for you to keep. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely possible. Yeah. So, obviously, to demolish the house, to repurpose, the demolition team need to do things manually rather than mechanically, which would be more time intensive. Um, but do they reduce the fee if they keep the salvaged items? Not really. Not really? <laughs> to be honest, no, no. It, a lot of it is the labour. Yeah. Um, the items themselves aren't necessarily that valuable. It's the actual the manpower and the labour that costs yeah. um, the most in that um, operation. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've got a listener question now. Um, Tom from Malvern wants to know how much outside the square should we be looking at what when, well, we can salvage. Um, he's seen things like kitchens, appliances, ducted heating and cooling systems, bricks, floorboards, lead lights, doors, roof tiles, door handles, weatherboards, cast iron baths, fireplaces, uh, pressed metal that all can be salvaged. But what other things should we be looking for? I know you touched on aluminium and things like that before, but anything else? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, well, there's certainly um, still even you can add to that list things like your house frames. So the large timber beams that come out of homes yeah. um, and even steel frames. Um, I know that uh, you can certainly repurpose those or recycle them. Mm -hmm. think, things like externally. So you're looking at landscaping materials. Yeah. So some pavers stone or other natural stone pavers structures in in landscaping so you know there might be arbors or yeah. um, you know retaining walls and things like that they can be recycled yeah. and reused fencing obviously and gates yeah um, gates are a good one because they can have a bit of personality a gate that's right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and even coming down to things like the plants and the trees yeah um, it actually makes my heart bleed um, I witnessed it personally, um, a house that just on the corner where I live mm -hmm. um, about two years ago, they were demolishing and there was this amazing lemon tree yes. and a couple of other beautiful native trees mm -hmm. in, on the land. They were just flattened. Wow. And I was like, 
oh, they could have been dug up, you know. Yeah. But, you know, a lot, not a lot of people think that's important. Um, but I think to be more aware of that now. Yeah. Um, well, particularly in, in now. I, I'll tell you a story I had a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was outside a side-by-side new development in, uh, I won't tell you which council, um, and the council approved the side-by-side development. They put the crossover for the second driveway in and then the council decided that the nature strip tree was too close to the new uh, crossover, so they asked the developer to remove it. Anyway, the developer got a quote for about $700 to remove the probably three metre high tree and get the stump removed. The council said, uh, I'm sorry, but that is actually a council property because it's on the nature strip. We have had that tree valued at $4,500. We have uh, to get our own people to... Um, remove it and that will cost you $7,000. So essentially $4,500 for the the tree's value and $2,500 for the removal, which also included putting a new tree in about a metre to the right of the driveway. So I was at the property um, for maybe 15, 20 minutes, the tree chop, the tree loppers came and basically started the job and finished the job before I actually left the property for a bargain cost of $7,000. Well, how insane is that? <laughs> it is quite uh, ele- elevated in price, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is quite elevated in price. But unfortunately, like, like it was a native tree. They could have... Oh, as you said, they could have repurposed it. They could have even just, yeah, cut, right. you know, taken it out and then got a little thing and moved it, you know, one metre across. They could have. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, it, it takes a lot of care to then ensure the plant then takes in its new position yes. and, you know, it depends on the time of year and, you know, all of that. Yeah. I think, so, yeah, so that's probably too hard basket for a lot of people. Too hard basket for that particular council, yes. So what really can't be salvaged? What are things that we should just not worry about? Well, you can't really salvage or reuse things like PowerPoints and GPO outlets. Yeah. Uh, a lot of electrical wiring, most of it actually, you can't re- recycle or reuse. Plaster. Yeah, plastic down, flooring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some plumbing materials and uh, equipment you can't recycle, but then some you can. So, you know, you take the, the copper out of the pipes yes. and yeah. have them recycled. So, yeah, yeah that's the really um, things that can't be, yeah. so, be reused. So we've, we've taken some carpet out of this place, for instance, and we've used the carpet for two particular, the, the old carpet for two things. One was as weed matting in the gardens, um, yeah. Some, you know, we actually had a friend who said, "Look, you know, I want some carpet so I can use it as weed matting for my garden." Uh, and the other thing we've used it for is, um, we have aviaries in our backyard, and when it's those really stinking hot days, we use the carpet as a bit of a, 
I suppose, a cover for the aviaries so that they don't get too hot. Like it's just scrap bits of carpet around the place, but it's, <laughs> it, um, it's not another thing that didn't have to go to the tip. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It can be quite inventive in how you can reuse things. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I was, there was something I didn't touch on before, um, particularly in newer homes or, you know, more affluent suburbs where the house has probably been sold. It's been done up and renovated prior to selling. Yeah. So there's brand new stone. Yeah. Joinery, um, beautiful timber veneer or two-pack um, vanities in the bathrooms yeah. and beautiful tapware. When I've actually seen it happen where someone purchases a property in one of the affluent suburbs, like, you know, let's yeah. say Melbourne or Turat. Yeah. The builder comes in, everything gets ripped out, and then they put brand new stuff in, even though the previous owners had just renovated. Yeah. So... A lot of those products, like such as the tapware and the vanities, and you know the sanitary ware, that can be reused yeah. and re- and sold. Yeah, you know, like that's, and it breaks my heart when you see that's, a lot of that stuff just go go into landfill. That's just, I didn't like. That's just snobbery, really. Like I, I do understand that people like to have their own sense of um, it being their own home. However. Yes you know, you don't purchase a house knowing that it's all just been done um, without liking it, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's quite ludicrous. Like it I've is. actually seen it happen where the same material, mm. like the Calicutta marble bench top yeah. and splashback is in the home when they purchase the property and then they rip that out and put the same product back in. Wow. That's <laughs> it's ludicrous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just... I don't know, unless they've got some sort of major health issue that they, you know, need to have everything clinically done again. I just, I don't get it. I just don't yeah. get it. Mm. They always say that money doesn't. Buy common sense. Common sense. Yeah, it doesn't buy common sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All good. So, you know, if we were to sell it or keep the proceedings of the salvaged items ourselves, um, it would be a question of storage while we sell them. Are there any companies we should know about who will buy the whole lot rather than giving it to all to the demolition company? Look, I don't think there's any designated companies that do that yeah. um, that I'm aware of, but there is a company that I, I do source a lot of product from if I'm looking for salvaged items yeah. and that is Renovators Paradise. Okay. And they used to be, I think they used to be called something else. I'm trying to remember. Um, but they're, they're located in Keysborough, I believe, and they've got a lot of windows, doors, lights, light fittings, um, hats and, you know, lovely old pieces that were in period homes generally. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that they, they sort of, I don't know whether they do, they don't do the demolition, but you can actually send your products to them for them to sell. Okay. It's like, yeah. Yeah. But generally you'd find... You know, you'd go through, you know, do a Google search and find something like recycled products or repurposed products or, you know, and maybe exactly what you're looking for. It might be, you know, timber beams or timber doors or whatever it is. You could possibly yep. do a major Google search. And, yeah, there's lots of Facebook things out there too where the yes. marketplace. Yeah, I mean, certainly for, for timber, there's a lot of 
recycled timber places around, like places like Shiver Me Timbers, yeah. they're in Clayton. Yeah. Um, there's Wheel in the Warehouse. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're one of the major players actually in recycled timber. Yeah. Yes, I've um, actually heard a podcast recently about Will and the Wrecker and how he did all his demolition things back in the 30s and helped people yes. rebuild their homes um, through things like that. So, yes, he's um, it, it's a bit of an iconic name in Melbourne, uh, demolition. <laughs> so the good thing about repurposing and recycling is that there are some old school trades that are slowly dying and so we can actually help make sure these people continue with the trades. What can we do to also you know, make sure that these trades still exist? Yeah, great, great question, Sue. And I think it's really important that we don't lose these dying arts yeah. um, and, you know, trades that are that are out there that take the time to look after and nurture yeah. the, the repurposing um, trend or not trend, but, you know, how we have to really be going. Yes. Uh, I think interior designers and decorators and architects mm -hmm. and even builders, we, we all have a role to play in highlighting these trades. Okay. So actually having them in the repertoire so that if you, you know, bringing it into the mix, if clients want something a little bit outside the box or even just suggesting it to your, to the, to your clients yeah. when, um, you know, have you thought about this? Mm. You know, we could reuse this and, there, and I actually happen to know someone who does that. Yeah. So we have a very good role to play in that, um, communicating that to the, to the broader audience. Yeah. So what sort of trades are we talking about? Like we're talking tuck pointed, tuck pointing for the brickwork, lead lighting. What are, yeah. what other things that can you think of um, are trades that are slowly dying? Well, I think people that work with building things out of steel and metal, yeah. uh, like the welding, you know, hand welding, things like that. Certainly working with wood. Mm -hmm. So people that are um, refurbishing wood and making them into furniture. I mean, there's a lot of that going on, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And in fact, um, one of the suppliers that um, supplied a lot of vanities to one of the major TV shows, renovation shows in Melbourne. Yeah. Am I allowed to say who yeah. it is? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the block. The block. Um, yeah. They brought... Um, it called ingrained designs to the forefront yes. and really highlighted their trade in that they recycle all every vanity that they make is recycled timber. Okay, yeah. So I actually think that um, TV shows like The Block and other renovation shows do have a role to play in bringing these little backyard, yeah. you know, cobby type um, businesses to the forefront yeah. as well because. Certainly they've got a lot of um, audience reach with, with their shows. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, again, social media really um, helps helps people yeah. out too like that, so spreading the word, Definitely. getting it viral. Yeah, it's good. Okay. What type of professionals are there out there who offer recycling repurposing services? Are there any other types of um, professionals that we should be aware of? Certainly companies that... Um, recycling actually in my research i came across recently there's a demolition company in melbourne called eco group yeah and they claim to offer 97 percent of all materials from a house demolition to be recycled wow. or repurposed yeah that's a that's, that's a big that's claim because yeah. I, I would never um, take the 
you know, plasterboard off, you know, because that generally crumbles when you pull it apart. Um, you yeah. know, and that's but a big chunk. They're actually calling themselves the Australia's first green demolisher. Wow. Demolisher, sorry. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're really promoting less landfill uh, products. Yeah. So, yeah, they've obviously found a way to recycle and reuse those those things that we previously thought could not be recycled yeah. or reused. So, yeah, all for, all for promoting those. Yeah, products. definitely. So, yeah. Eco group. Eco group. So keep that in mind, listeners. Have you got any examples of creative ways people have repurposed the oil to make them new again? Like some really out-of-the-box kind of examples? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I follow this this wonderful lady on Instagram, and I saw her at a trade show. I haven't actually ever worked with her, but she's she does some amazing work. Her name is Kerry Hollingsworth, yeah. and her business is called Antiquate Artistry. Antiquate Artistry. Yeah. yeah. Now, what she she's based out in Taggarty in, in Victoria, beautiful setting, and she reupholsters pre-loved armchairs. Okay. Now, not just reupholstering, what she does is she uses old textiles mm. and uh, foliage and yarn. Yeah. So any, any sort of dried native foliage and beautiful pieces of woven yarn or um, it could be wool that's spun from um, a spinner. Yeah. And she then weaves it into a beautiful design on the back of these chairs. Okay. She's all about reusing materials in a different way, in a creative way, to make a, a really unique piece of furniture. Wow. That's, it's amazing yeah. what people can think of um, with their creativity, how they can, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and she's very passionate about protecting our, our earth yeah. and, and re- reusing things for our future and thinking about our, our future generations, yeah. um, definitely. Yeah. Now, there's also, I was also going to talk about another Another person that I work with, and in fact, it's my husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my husband Andrew. He he's actually an old school carpenter. Yeah. He's been in the industry, gosh, nearly forty years. Yeah. And he, in under a year ago, he quit his full time job of being a building supervisor, and he started his own business. Mm-hmm. And he does small scale building product building services. Yeah. And he's also got this really unique skill in that he can repurpose things and reuse stuff. So he's working on a project at the moment for one of my clients in that he's reuse, repurposing, oh, sorry, refurbishing door, old, beautiful old timber doorknobs in a, in a mid-century home. Okay. So he's, he sanded them all back and, you know, brought the brass fittings back to pristine condition mm-hmm. and he's re-oiled the timber doorknobs which look fabulous. Yeah. Um, you know, some, to buy something new like that now, like timber doorknobs are actually come back into vogue. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd be paying over $150 a piece, wow. but he's actually done it for less than, with his labour, done it for less than what the client could buy brand new. Wow. So, so it is definitely yeah. worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. On certain things. Yes. Um, another thing that he's done... Um, it got a hold of a whole lot of crossbars, iron bark crossbars from the power poles. Yeah. Remember years ago, it used to be old timber, but now they've all been replaced with steel. 
So he found a use for these and he's made a whole lot of mantle pieces out of the, the iron bark. Oh, okay. Nice. So beautiful feature iron bark um, mantle pieces that he's created for a number of different people. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So besides saving the environment, what are the financial benefits of repurposing the old when it comes to building new? I know we've just touched on the fact that you can actually save money, but what other financial benefits are there? Look, I, I don't think we can really say right now that we can financially gain from this, but I think it's it's more of a long-term view that we're, we're, we're doing a moral, we have, you know, we're gaining things by doing this. We, it's a moral gain and we've got peace of mind that we are looking out for our future yeah. generations, uh, doing something for our climate yeah. and our environment. Um, so, you know, it's not always about saving money now. I think it's about that long-term view yeah. of being, you know, being custodians for, for this earth. We need to be super aware that, you know, we're not always going to be here, but then it'll be our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren that will either benefit from our, our, our decision-making now yeah. um, a lot further down the track. So, yeah, we need to be a bit more considerate of that, I think. Yeah, definitely. The other thing is, you know, repurposing and recycling things also gives your home a bit of personality. There are so many houses out there that have such a stark, sterile kind of contemporary feel about it that has nothing besides white walls and timber floors or carpet and you just think oh, I just wish you had something that gives you a little bit of personality. <laughs> um, I, this is the way you could do it. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Sue. And that is really the whole ethos of how I work. I don't like to do cookie cutter yeah. when I'm working with people because I just think, yeah, one house you go in and the next house looks exactly the same. Yeah, It's just, you know, this this repetition of style and yet yeah, no, no soul to, no to the soul. interiors or the exterior. Yeah. 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 And uh, you wonder, you know, if it's got no heart and soul in the house, if there's heart and soul in the people who live there. So, you know, yeah. think of it as an extension of your personality. If your house is pretty bland. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's, and, and it's true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think certainly having, being not afraid to just express yourself in your home, like it's where you live and you have to spend a lot of time there. And if you can't be comfortable yeah. in your home and have your personality out there, then where can you be, yeah. you know? So I think it's so important to have a little bit of a quirkiness to your home um, if you want to, you know, certainly some people like that that's that really contem contemporary minimalist look with nothing um, no decoration no um, adornment at all but majority of us we do like to have a little bit of individuality and, and personality around us definitely yes there's no judgment here you have your homes as you like <laughs> but you know just think when you walk in people want to feel at home and yeah. home feels a little bit sterile and stark and looking like it's out of the page of a magazine with um or actually more of a catalogue it looks like a catalogue then um <laughs> it's it it isn't who you are anyway 
Yes. Thanks so much, Tanya. It's been really enlightening to see that we can do different things with our um, with demolishing a home. You don't have to think about it as in, oh no, the house is going downhill, you know, down and out. We need to know that it's um, it's got some life in some form at the end of it all. I'm sure our listeners will go through the thought process of demolishing or building in a different way now that we've um, had a bit of a chat about it and there are benefits in repurposing. So we will take a quick little break and come back with Sue's Quick Quiz. Sue's Quick Quiz. Okay, Tanya, are you ready for today's Quick Quiz? It's Yep, yep, bring it at me. Okay, so what's your favourite Melbourne cafe? Love my local little cafe called Lorna. Lorna? Um, I'm living, yes, yes, Lorna is at the foot of the Dandenongs. I live right near the Thousand Steps and it's a great little cafe in Ferntree Gully. Beautiful. Burwood Highway, look it up. Yeah, um, I guess it would also get uh, a lot of traffic on the weekends, would it? Yes. yes. So yes. unfortunately you, you enjoy it during the week and then everyone else can have it on the weekends. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So where's the best place to take the kids for a day out? Look, I think it depends on the age of the children. My, my daughter's now 13, so she's sort of a little bit more, you know, doesn't want to hang out with the family, but um, certainly up in, in the Dandenongs where I am, yeah. uh, there's a fabulous place where you can go and do a ropes course ropes and course. it's called... Yeah, yeah, it's called Treetops yeah. and it's just uh, in Belgrave South. So a great place for the whole family. So, yeah, great day out. Awesome. Okay, so where's your uh, favourite getaway spot in Victoria? That would have to be Lawn yeah. on the surf coast. Yeah. My family of three, we've been going down there every Christmas and New Year for the last five years. Yeah. We just get out of Melbourne, get away from everything. Yeah. And we have two weeks where we just park the car and we don't go anywhere except the beach every day. Nice. We love it. Yeah. What awards have you won for design? Actually, I was a finalist in the Dulux Colour Awards, yeah. which is an industry-based uh, awards ceremony and yeah. it's judged by my peers. So I was a finalist. I didn't yes. win, but it was a great accolade to be up there amongst um, some of the top architectural firms in, in Australia. Yeah. And I've won a couple of different business awards as well, which I'm involved in. Um, one of them is Women Getting Results, which is a women's marketing group. Yes. And it's run by my business coach. And I won, a couple of years ago, I won the award for the best improved business in our, in our group. Okay. So, yes. That's really exciting. I've also been awarded Best of Hows for many years in a row for service and interior design and that not a lot, maybe some of your listeners will know the Hows platform, H-O-U-Z-Z. Yes. yes, definitely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm lucky to have won a number of awards on, on that website as well. Oh, wow, that's exciting. Yes. So a little bit outside the box, what's better, chuck tops or popcorn at the movies? Popcorn. Popcorn, you're a popcorn girl. <laughs> okay, where would we find you on a typical non-COVID-19 Saturday night? Well, you know what? I'm a bit of a homebody. I'm very much a homebody. Yeah. And now that my home is fully renovated, I just love to hang out at home, like yeah. sitting on the couch, chilling out, having yeah. some wine. Um, yeah. yeah. 
So that's where you'll find me. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, who's better, Eric Banner or Chris Hemsworth? Eric Banner. Eric Banner? Yeah. I think yeah. I'm a bit more of an Eric Banner fan. Than, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's better, Melbourne's music, art, theatre or sporting scene? Definitely art, being a creative. Yeah. Yep. Love, love the NGV. Yep, nice. Uh, what's the best national park to go to visit in Victoria? Oh, I think it would have to be, for me, gosh, it's up between my local park, which is the uh, Dandenong Ranges National Park, I think it's called, yeah. where the thousand steps are. Great bushwalking there. Yeah. But then also I love a good bushwalk out in the Otway Ranges out from Lawn. So yeah. there's fabulous walks out there too. Yeah. Okay. And finally, I think you may have touched on this a little bit. What's better, camping, Airbnb or country motel? I think Airbnb. You like the Airbnb thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit of a, I don't like the camping so much. You don't like the camping so much? Not down. You don't camp at Lawn, you just Airbnb it, do you? No, well, we, yeah, we stay, we rent a house for two weeks. So, yeah. yeah. Got all the creature comforts. Yeah. It is nice when you can have all of that. Yes. So, Tanya, do you have any specials you'd like to offer our listeners? Yeah, thanks for asking, Sue. I would actually like to extend to your listeners of Real Estate Right podcast an offer where I have every, every client of mine that starts working with me, they start with my Ask the Design Expert consultation. Yeah. And that's a two-hour consultation where we just do some brainstorming. You might show me your idea books and some samples and things that you've been putting together. Mm-hmm. So we can then work together for two hours. I can give you some hints and tips. And I'm actually offering 25% off all real estate right listeners if you mention it yeah when you contact me so yeah yeah so how can we get in contact with you oh that's easy you can give me a buzz send or send a text to 0425 739 701 or you can send an email to info at greenroominteriors.com.au or you can even DM me on my socials. Uh, I mostly hang out on Instagram, which my handle is Green Room Interiors. So anyone who's actually into getting their houses organised for some renovations or some building, whichever one it is, give Tanya a call or email or go to Green Room Interiors on Instagram. Thank you. So that's a great saving for our listeners. Thanks, Tanya. And thanks so much for being on our podcast. We look forward to having you on again soon. Thanks so much, Sue, for the opportunity. I've really enjoyed it and I just love sharing my knowledge and putting it out there. So I hope everyone that's listened today has has got some some fabulous tips and and information. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, Next week we have Frank back. Frank Valantic from Advantage Property Consulting will be here to explain to us the difference between a buyer's market and a seller's market. A great episode to listen to, especially with the changing movements of the world at the moment. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Zoom for our podcast recording, Audio Stock for sound effects, and Premium Beat for our theme music. Don't forget to like Real Estate Right on Facebook and Instagram. 
If you love this podcast and want to help us out, we'd be ever so thankful if you could please subscribe, rate and review us on your favourite podcast service. We welcome any of our listeners to email us if they have any questions they would like answered in a future episode. So please send us an email to sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right. Yeah.